Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participation restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to Talk of the Tune, a Newcastle United podcast. My name is Will, Willie B, Bilbo Swaggins, whatever you want to call me. Uh, and as usual, I'm joined by my good pals and co-hosts, Hodgie and Grey. All right, lads? All right. Bilbo Swaggins. I'm sorry, but that Mate, He used to go by Wazzle on his Facebook like many moons ago. Oi, it was Will was Wazzle a, Blake. That was a different life. That. Where did that come from? <laughs> I totally forgot about that. <laughs> it came up <laughs> in Facebook memories the other day. <laughs> That's mad. Yeah, man of many, many names. Not many of them I can repeat on this podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, more importantly, Gray, what's your favourite thing to have on toast? Along with butter or just butter? I asked the fucking questions. I don't know what's so difficult about this fucking segment. I asked the questions. I don't expect to be answered with another question. Yes, let's assume you can have butter. Butter could have just been your choice, but if you want to say butter and something else, that's fine. I wasn't actually prepared for a question back. but You probably come to the wrong person for this because it very much depends on... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know this already. <laughs> You're an absolute nightmare. Right, favourite thing to have on toast, Grey? Uh, Marmite. Blah. Unless it's freshly baked sourdough, in which case butter and a sprinkling of salt and it's... You're nice. dead posh, you, I swear. Isn't he, Hodge? Uh, just a bit. He's not fucking salt the earth like us, I swear. <laughs> salt bay over there. <laughs> oh, you can imagine it as well. Oh, God, it's very funny. Uh, Hodge, shouldn't come as any surprise. What's your favourite thing to have on toast? Poached eggs. Ooh, that's a good that's shout. A bit... That's a very good shout. I hadn't even factored that well, in. I was going to go beans, but now I was like, nah, poached eggs straight up. Poached eggs are Marmite on toast. is banging. That's two things. You're not allowed that. With butter as well. So <laughs> And so, I was, yeah, I was thinking like jams and Nutellas and Marmites and stuff. You've completely uh, knocked me for the green box. there. Out of the box, uh, yeah. On beans on toast, do, you, do jazzy beans on toast up in any way at all? Cheese. Cheese on top. Uh, that's dead jazzy, that like. <laughs> well, what else do you put on fucking? Do you put, well, do you put like, it probably has like fucking haricot beans and <laughs> fucking the finest tomato juice from the Italian, well, you know, all that shite. <laughs> I don't like baked beans. Uh, it's, it's yeah, it's too common for you that I reckon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> love how I just switch this on. Great, this is great. Uh, thanks for asking, guys. I'd probably say that my favourite thing to have on toast, along with butter, thanks, Gray, is uh, probably marmalade. Bit disappointing, mm-hmm. like especially when you're talking about poached eggs. But uh, there you yeah, go. Man. I win Look, that one. I think you do actually. Yeah, I've got to give the points to Hodge on that yeah, one. Yeah, definitely. 
Right, so since we last recorded, uh, we've played two games, and such is life as a Newcastle fan at the minute. We've come away from those two games with one solitary point. Lots to talk about. I think I've not been so excited or as chomping at the bit to record a podcast in a long time, so I'm looking forward to getting into this one. Since we last joined you, we've been away to Arsenal, where we weren't really expecting anything whatsoever, and such is our expectations, we've come away with absolutely nothing. Uh, We (laughs) lost 2-0. Went down to goals from Saka and Martinelli. Both very good goals, actually, from Arsenal. But lots of improvements Don't tell were... Him. I know, fucking right, yeah. <laughs> Don't want to inflate their egos. Like. Lots of interesting points from that match, though. Uh, maybe more so off the field, more than anything. I think thousands of Newcastle fans were actually delayed. I think it was because of adverse weather. Yeah. Was, it, was it the weather was shite? It was mm. obviously we're in the middle of Storm Arwen, whatever it's called. So thousands of fans were delayed getting to the match and actually missed the kickoff. But of course, the Premier League conspiring against us. We're not prepared to postpone it. I'm not going to go into Jeff Stelling levels of rants here. I think he did it quite well and quite astutely. A few things to pick up though. Eddie Howe's first game in the dugout for Newcastle United. Very exciting. Just a shame he couldn't get the results. Um, but as I say, we weren't really expecting anything. Martin Dubravka back in the team. And the silver lining maybe being a little bit harsh, is that Matt Ritchie and Jamal Lascelles have come away from that game with yellow cards, meaning they were suspended for the Norwich game, which, if anything, has forced Eddie Howe's hand in his uh, team lineup. Leads us nicely on. We're coming to you on Wednesday evening, so the day after the, the Norwich game. Yeah, on that, so Ritchie and Lascelles both out, both suspended, reached their five yellow card limit. We've reverted to a 4-4, what was it, 4-4-1-1 or 4-4-2? 4-4-2, yeah. Anyway, yeah, we've gone fucking four at the back, which is <laughs> a great to see. You can see he's, he's actually going for it. So Jamal Lewis and Kieran Clark back in the team. And then Kieran Clark doing Kieran Clark things, gets sent off after nine minutes. Um, really proving, everyone was calling out for it beforehand, but proving to to how and the powers that be that maybe Fede Fernandez should have started that game. So that's the lineup. You guys were actually at the game. Hodgie, I think this is your second game in a row at St. James's Park, isn't it? You're at the Brentford game and the Norwich game. And I was at the Spurs game and I've been at the Chelsea game. So I've been Fucking quite a few games hell. this season, actually. Wow, so. a little show off. Mm. Where was my invite? Rude. <laughs> right, so the two of you were at the match yesterday. I think I'll pass it straight on over to you. How was it? Can you talk us through the events and, and how you're feeling? Let's go to, who do we start with the toast thing? We'll start with Grace or we'll start with Hodge. I was very optimistic going at this after after seeing, obviously, Brentford and seeing bits of what we kind of did against Arsenal. And it, the first eight minutes was was great <laughs> until Kieran Clark got sent off because we were moving the ball around really well. And even to be fair, after that, even for the whole first half and for the full 90 minutes, to be fair, we were moving the ball around. We were still exploiting space. It was really positive. I didn't feel under pressure or or threatened um, by Norwich at all. And I thought we could have definitely taken taken three points as a 10 men. Mm. There's a, a lot mixed emotions in the ground. Some people weren't thinking the, the same as me, but I think both me and, me and Gray were speaking as well at halftime and at the end of the game. Uh, we we both felt still quite positive at the end of that. I don't know. I don't know what you think, Ray. Yeah, I think positive because Norwich were dreadful. Yeah, um, they they were. All, I've never seen a team kick the ball out behind the goal so so often. <laughs> uh, it must be about twenty times they just pass it off the back. Just like what are you doing, lads? And to be fair, if it wasn't for uh, Thibaut Puki, they would wouldn't be a team. Like they wouldn't be able to score goals. He is just a he's just a he's just a goal scorer. It was a great finish. As well, he he was given one chance in that game, and he buried it. 
Unreal. Um, you can't really take it away from him, can you? He also loves fucking bagging against us, doesn't he? He got that mm. hat-trick against us not very long ago, and then he comes up with an absolute world of a finish. But, uh, yeah, you're, you're right, Gray. Without Puki, they, they look like a... They look very, very poor. I don't know if you had any more to, to kind of build on that. Yeah, where do I start, really? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've got quite a lot to say about last night. First of all, I've got to say, first game of Eatison's house, uh, being in charge, and just, like, the stadium was bouncing. It was just... Like the atmosphere was electric from the start to the end. The only time it went quiet for about five minutes was after they scored that equaliser. And mm. I think everyone in the entire stadium, bar the 200 Norwich fans, was stunned. Which is like, what's gone on there? Even like the next five minutes of the game was just was dreadful to watch. Uh, it might have been when Delia Smith fell asleep. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, I fucking saw that. I enjoyed seeing all the videos today. Oh, my God. <laughs> I thought she was dead for a little bit. <laughs> Someone check her. <laughs> Someone give her a shake. Come on, Delia. Let's be having you. But, uh, but yeah, very impressed for her to fall asleep in that atmosphere because it was it was bouncing. And mm. that sense of hope and that optimism is just back and you can see it. And before Clark got sent off, I was really impressed. I, wa- I was watching Eddie Howe uh, for the first 10 minutes until that shit happens. But he was actually telling players where they need to be. And there was one moment where we had to throw it right next to the dugout. And he was telling Kieran Clark to drop. It must have been probably his only touch of the ball, but then Lewis threw the ball to him and he passed it on. Never seen Bruce or anyone, probably any of our last, bar possibly Benitez, telling players like where to go, like drop for extra five yards to give yourself yeah. like, more space. Or give just, yourself an option as well. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And just, just little things like that, you just see that he's just he's aware of what's going on. It's almost like he's playing the game on that touchline. Um, him and uh, Tyndall were just there, just like hands in pockets, like looking super laid back. But you can, te- you can see that they're probably kicking every ball with the players. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, super into it. it's totally revolutionary, isn't it, for a, a Premier League manager to actually manage a team? Uh, well, I think revolutionary for us as Newcastle United fans given what's happened in the last uh, three years or so. But yeah, a couple of notes I took down great, like spot on, like the game management from Howe was unbelievable. I mean, you talk about, well, let's talk about the, the crowd to start with. Usually they're going to be your 12th man, but because of fucking Kieran Clark, we're relying on the crowd to be our 11th man. And I think, you know, the importance of having the crowd there and having the crowd behind you, I think really, really helped yesterday. Was it palpable through the TV? Well, it was palpable through our fucking iPhone screen in the pub. So, oh, right. <laughs> I was, uh, shout out, yeah, shout out Ali. Me and Ali were at the pub yesterday. I had a bit of a nightmare with my local last two games. So the fucking Brentford game, they played the rugby instead of the football and wouldn't put like the Newcastle game on any of the televisions. Oh, fuck you. And then yesterday, I know those fuckers have got Amazon Prime. I know for a fact. And they're like, oh, no, sorry, we don't have Amazon Prime. So they're playing the, the England ladies match, which, by the oh, way... 20 nil. 20 nil. Unbelievable. Okay, you could spend fucking 10 minutes talking about that. But yeah, a bit annoyed. So Ali and I watching it with a few pints of Guinness and then uh, on our screens. But yeah, to your point, it was palpable. And it kept cutting to Eddie Howe. And he's there, like, red in the face, going like, come on, sir. And he's, like, fucking having it large, like, really geeing up and motivating the players. So yeah, to answer your question, Hodge, it was palpable through the screen. In terms of the actual events, so Kieran Clark, as you say, silly to get himself sent off for an experienced centre-half in that kind of game when we're struggling. And this is a must-win. He gets himself sent off after fucking nine minutes. Do we think the referee was fair in sending him off? I think we've chatted about this, but I'm keen, keen to hear your thoughts. Let's go to Gray, first of all. 100%. Like, he's through on goal. 
yeah, it's a small touch, but it's a goal scoring opportunity. He's one on one with Dubravka. Yeah, Clark, he's trying to make up for that misclearance where he's just absolutely drilled it into Pookie's chest. Yeah. But uh, you're a professional footballer, and we're 10 minutes into a game. The way we were playing, much rather be 1 0 down, let him have that shot on goal just to see what happens in, ten, like, in the first 10 minutes instead of just dragging yeah. him back, give away a free kick, dance 10 men, and that's it. But for eighty, get for eighty minutes. Um, well, like we we get we gave like a really strong account of ourselves with ten men, but we we would have torn them apart if we had eleven men on the pitch. We really would have done. Yeah, hundred percent. So he's he's really let the team down there. And you're right. Like it's it's not a heavy touch at all, but he gives Pookie that excuse to go down and get himself sent off. And that's all you need as a Premier League striker. Any any striker would do the same. And every centre half should be looking out for that. You're right. He's fucked his he's fucked his clearance. He smashed it straight into him. He's put himself in an awkward position and he's gone with the wrong option. Because I think Jamal Lewis was quite hot on their heels. And you've also got Martin Dubravka to potentially, you know, save the day there. So let them deal with it. Hodgie, anything you've got to build on that? Do you reckon any any disagreement there? Or do you think it was a stonewall red card? It's just annoying because they always talk about enough contact or enough force or enough of this. And for Kieran Clark really just to tap him on the shoulder and then his legs to buckle. It's uh, it's it's a hard pill to swallow because kind of it is letter of the law, blah blah blah. And uh, I just I feel a little bit hard done by just because I knew we had something really going on in that game and it was going to yeah. be a real good three points. And it's just really really tough to be like you know what fair enough for him to just let him go through and and have a shot. We've got a good goalkeeper in goal there. He's a good shot stopper. He might have been able to do something. He might have hit yeah. the post. He might have done something completely yeah. random and not scored anyway. And then to have that... You can recover. Yeah, recover or even recover from a 1-0 because we could have done. We had, yeah. like you say, 80, 80 minutes left to tear them a new one, which I, I totally believe we would have done. Yeah, you're totally right. Gray? So just going to go back to the Arsenal game. It's just going to highlight the inconsistencies in the refereeing. And it's something which I, I feel like I'm a broken record. I bang on and bang on about it. But we just need some consistency. Yeah, you do. You look at... That foul on Wilson uh, when we were nil nil against Arsenal in the penalty box. That is a lot more contact. The ball's in contact with Wilson as well at the time, and he mm-hmm. said it's not a penalty. And then you look at the contact the cells made to Martinelli, which was a hell of a lot stronger than what was on Wilson, which was a hundred times stronger than what Clark was on Hookie last night. And that wasn't even a free kick. I don't know. It just always feels like we're up against it. And there's no consistency in any of these decision makings. I know there's 20 different referees, but come on, like someone's got to be making the rules. I think the standard of the refereeing in the Prem is absolutely shit anyway. It certainly feels like everyone and everything is conspiring against us at the minute. I mean, all the games are being cursed. Fans can't get to the fucking Arsenal game. Kieran Clark lets us down in a game that we should be winning. Eddie Howe gets COVID for his first game in <laughs> fucking Newcastle. Just look at the fucking like games we've had so far and, and external factors. It's been unreal. Hodgy? The only thing that we can, or pretend, well, not we as in fans, but we can change is, is our players' mentality. And I think from yesterday, uh, I even said it to Gray at the end of the game, ASM's attitude at the minute is not what it used to be. I don't think he likes playing a system. I think he likes being a bit of 
the free guy and it was it was massively shown yesterday he was like he couldn't be fucked for most of that game because he was like oh shit well I've got to do more effort now because it's we're down to 10 men and it's kind of annoying because of what hope he brought into us during dark times under Bruce mm. it's kind of gone it kind of marred now it's quite annoying to see he's just lacking some sort of spark and I don't know if it's going to be a goal that'll go mad and look I'll take him out my fantasy Premier League team for for this game again <laughs> against Burnley at the weekend because he's doing nothing for us and I bet you he scores because it, it, I've done that but it's just like what's missing out of his game even I think before the pre-recording you said even even he looked pretty docile I will that's the thing we've gone down to 10 men one of your attackers has to be sacrificed for Ferry coming on unfortunately you feel sick for the bloke but Ryan Fraser's the one to be hoiked off at, at nine minutes I feel like Ryan Fraser would have given us a bit more going back I think you've got to for the attacking potential because he had a good game against Brentford, I thought, ASM. He was doing a lot. But what I'm finding at the minute is, there's two things I wanted to pick up on ASM. One, he just seemed incredibly lazy yesterday. He wasn't doing his tracking back. He was out of position a lot of the time, which when you're down to 10 men, you have to stick to your positions and you have to like stick to your shape and keep your shape well. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't tracking back, which was then leaving our mate Jamal Lewis very exposed at left back because he's got no support whatsoever. So Jamal Lewis is doing the job the defensive job of two blokes there. I know this is a this is a point of contention for us to come on to later. I personally thought Jamal Lewis had a good game. I know you guys don't agree, but we'll come on to that after we talk about ASM. And the second point on ASM was he's just looking to take the ball, just one touch too He's looking to take it too far. Mm-hmm. And he's getting himself into trouble. But what Norwich were doing was putting like four or five players around him at all times and just squeezing the ball out of him. He is looking to take it too far, whereas he should be taking it... You know, he's got like the most completed dribbles in the entire league at the minute. I think the most distance gained of any player, but there's no end product because he's not he's not spraying it, he's not getting rid of it. So yeah, that's that's my two penny worth. Mm-hmm. Gray, what have you got to say on ASM? We actually felt how may have made the wrong decision in taking Fraser off. Over time, me and Hoggy said we need to take Willick off and bring Fede on. And it's a little shock to see Fraser. Willick? Yeah. Yeah. And I will tell you why in a second. Okay, I'm looking forward to hearing this. <laughs> so for, for me, Fraser offers a lot going forward, as well as his work rate in defence. He may not be a natural defender, but he, he does work hard. Willick, on the other hand, had fewer touches yesterday than Martin Dubravka, uh, which says it all. He played 80 minutes and he's touched the ball less than our goalkeeper. And he offered absolutely nothing and he's offered us nothing all season so far. No crashing his work rate and things like that, but he's not offering us a lot at the moment. To touch on ASM, he's got to be carrying injury or something because he did nothing for 35 minutes in that first half. He was the highest man. Wilson was doing all his legwork for him. I Wilson put another shift in, by the way. Captain Wilson, unreal yesterday. He's class and he, he was just so isolated when he did get the ball up front. Like up front. Yeah, I just I don't know what's going on with him. And 100% agree with Fodgy. I just feel like he doesn't fit into playing a system I think he was given that free roaming role, like similar to your, your Messi's and your Ronaldo's and the best players in the world play at the best teams and they have that luxury of being able to, Messi can just roam the pitch and do what he wants. ASM probably had that role in the Bruce, but under how he's, he's not going to have it and he, I don't think he likes it. And I think you can see that in his attitude. Yeah, I think very strange circumstances yesterday being down to 10 men. You never really plan for that situation, do you? And he's, he's obviously not suited to tracking back, as I say, and doing his defensive dirty work. Hopefully, when we're back up to 11 men against Burnley, providing, well, Kieran Clark suspended for the next three games, so there's no threat of him getting 
certain sent off and letting us down. But hopefully he will have that license to go out and, and do his thing. I think last year he was very good against Burnley. I'm trying to remember back now, but I just think it's... Yeah, there's no real excuses. You've got to, as a Premier League footballer, be putting that shift in and doing your work, especially for the team when you're really having to claw something out. Yeah, he's just not well suited to that side of things. One player who was very well suited to that situation and really stepped up to the plate was our mate Joe Linton. He was unbelievable yesterday. He got man of the match on Amazon Prime from uh, Alan Shearer. I feel like I might have to eat my hat or eat my words on this one, Hodge. You talked about uh, a few podcasts ago, the idea of Joe Linton being a holding midfielder or a centre <laughs> mid. Yeah, centre mid, yeah. And he was almost playing as one yesterday. I mean, his, his heat map's obviously very much like concentrated on that right-hand side where he was playing, but he was just unbelievable yesterday. His hold-up play his first touch, get himself out of trouble, spreading the play, dictating the play. He was telling everyone exactly where he wanted the ball. He was getting everything. He gets his head to everything. The only thing that he didn't really cap it off with was a goal, I think. And he did have a few chances. He had one outside the box, which he leathered. He had a, he had a couple of chances, but he's just a completely different player now under Howe. And I don't know if Howe's like holding his family hostage or something, or <laughs> he's doing something, but you know, he's giving him, I don't know what he's doing, but he's a totally different player now. And I'm absolutely loving it. It's nice to sound like me. I know. <laughs> Fuck it. Unreal, man. He's might be that new hair, dude, you know, that blonde hair. I think that's what's doing it, you know. Gone back to his Hoffenheim days. J7 is back. I definitely think it is something to do with how... It's got to be. Looking forward to seeing what he can do with, with Miggy, because when Miggy came on late in the game... He came on for ASM, actually. ASM had 10 minutes to go. Uh, yeah, 77 minutes he came on, and he was very lively. He was demanding the ball, he was wanting the ball, he was trying to get involved, and he was dribbling past players and inviting those challenges in to try and hold and solidify our position a bit further at the field. So if he can turn him round and put him back into my good books i'd be i'd be very grateful like me and ali were both saying we probably should have made that change earlier asm off for miggy because you're you're totally right he came on he was full of energy which asm was lacking and miggy does put a shift in going backwards it's his end product and going forward that's been questionable this season that's the only thing that really needs to change because yes he does run around and yes he's still got a smile on his face and yes he enjoys his football but it's being that clinical player where if he's one-on-one He's got to be making a goal there, or he's got to be making the right decision at putting a decent cross in. It's. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. It's just, it's it's so finite. And obviously he's done it with Julian and I, I've got confidence that he'll be able to do something as well with, with Miggy and hopefully change my change my opinion. Ah, you, right you, you softened up a little bit there. So I think we need a, like a rage corner. So Gray's new target is Willick. Your target's still Miggy, but there's room for improvement there. I'm trying to think who I absolutely <laughs> despise. We've not mentioned Lewis yet, so... <laughs> yeah, yeah, just for oh, Okay, fair enough. Well, I mean, did you have another point, Gray, or does that lead us nicely on to Lewis? 
I, I did, and it was probably going to be quite controversial because we're, we're actually raving about Jurgensen. That's your. Uh, that's got to be his saying, man. We've got to get that tattooed on Captain it. Controversial. <laughs> Captain Controversial. All right, Alex Gray's controversial corner. Go on, Gray. <laughs> we're, we're absolutely raving about Jurgensen, and like he's putting in a hell of a shift. He's he scored one goal since how came in, and he's yeah. But we could argue that that's. Oh, I'm, I'm actually. No, I'm going to stop you there. I'm going to stop. I'm absolutely <laughs> fuming with you. You've been no. banging on about him for months and months and months. He now starts putting good performances in. He's changing games, and he's not good enough for you. <laughs> you didn't let me finish my point because my point isn't actually about Joe Linton. It's about Miggy. Oh, sorry. Well, do you know when you start talking about Joe Linton, I think the point's going to be about Joe Linton. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I enjoyed that. That was good. <laughs> He's a total fucking red herring there. Go on, Grace. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. I'm absolutely singing Joe Linton's praises and absolutely right. The the bloke deserves it. He's he's a different player. He's a new man, and by that forty million price tag is. He's almost, he's almost hitting his values. If only he can score 20 goals a season, he'll be there. Oh, but okay. Miggy, on the other hand, he, he puts in a hell of a shift every single game. And he has done ever since you brought him in. Yet he's been lacking that end product, which for me, Joel Linton still is. Uh, some, of his, some of Joel Linton's decision-making in that final third is still hit and miss, but you can see it's coming. Mm. Yeah, I kind of feel Miggy gets a little bit of stick on here but he does he does work his socks off he do, he's always in the right position I, I think in, even in the crowd last night people sat around us who are spouting absolutely shite and don't know what they're talking about but I hope that guy who sat next to us not him who actually listens to us uh, he actually oh, knew, he, he, he knew what he was talking about but the, some of, course, some of yeah. them sat like around us where just some of the things you're saying about Miggy were just like just so unjustified because he could do with getting an assist getting a goal here but he, his work rate is Probably the highest in the team. Are these like the why can't you just score a goal, man? Kind of fans. Just put it in the net. It's not just that difficult. Just, just put it in the net. Just shoot. Just shoot from the halfway. <laughs> <laughs> from kickoff. Shoot. <laughs> what the fuck are you going on about? Of course, we, you know, finely tuned, experienced pundits and commentators here with our illustrious footballing pasts uh, yeah. know exactly what we're talking about. Well, at least we like to think we do. Otherwise, there's not really any point doing this. But yeah, I think just before that, we were going to come on to Lewis. I personally, uh, was two two things I was excited about. The diff- well, three really. Feddy actually got a chance, admittedly not through anyone's first choice. I like the fact Lewis is back in the team. We went to a four at the back and we played an actual left back at left back. And Javi Mankio put in another solid performance. He is just probably our, our most reliable and solid right back. So I hope we see more of him moving forward. But Jamal Lewis, we thought he had quite a good game yesterday. You guys are disagreeing with me, which yeah. is unusual for you two. Uh, but I thought he had a good game. He stepped up when he needed to do. He's quite composed on the ball. He's making good challenges. He was winning his one-on-ones. I mean, going forward, he was he has that intent to go forward and that drive to go forward. But again, he was a victim of circumstances. We're down to fucking 10 men and he's having to do the job of two people because ASM's not tracking pack. That's my argument. Hodgy, your hand just went up within about a second of me saying that. So what's your counterpoint? So you said he was he was looking to go forward and he was going forward well. He was not going forward well. I'll give you, I'll, granted he made some really good tackles and his defensive work and, and work rate was was really good done that settled it was his going forward movement off the ball was pretty poor he wasn't trying to like beat people with pace he was coming up against Grant Hanley at some stages of the game and going oh no mate you're too quick for me man he just didn't have any intent about him I know he hasn't played many games but fuck me man he's a professional footballer he's been in training he's playing against these 
people who are the same ilk in the team. same area. Just fucking go for it, man. There was no guile from him yesterday going forward. And when you were there watching, he just didn't he didn't want it going forward. He was just there to be a defender for the day. Can you imagine if we were sitting here recording today and he had gone forward and we were then turning around and him saying, he went forward too much, that left loads of spaces at the back for them to exploit, and that's how they've won 5-0. Yeah, but there was no but there was clear chances where he could have bombed on. And I honestly when when it's ten men, yes, you've got to be a bit more reserved and whatever. But there was there was clear chances where we had good breaks and it just broke down because he just didn't want to take that chance. Yeah, I mean, again, I'll come back to my point. Like, I felt like he was doing the job of two men uh, in his defensive work. And but he had to because yeah, same was shy. Exactly, well, and he had so, to be careful. Yeah. And he, I think it shows promise. He's been out of the team for so long, and I've always bang on about this. It's like consistency. Your consistency is not there if you're being plucked and dropped into a team. You've got to get yourself up to that to that speed. It's very different in training, I think, because what we've seen is like people come on. For under Bruce, especially in bit part performances, come on like Shelby when he was a bit part player, coming on for like 10 minutes towards the end, then we're all surprised and raging at him because he's got a red card. It's just a very funny situation being dropped into that, but hopefully he's up to match speed now. And against Burnley, we'll see a good performance from him. Alex? Completely agree with what you're saying. Defensively, I think he was solid and he, he was where he needed to be. And I'd say that Wilson is probably helping him out more than we're probably giving him credit for because Wilson did seem to be covering for ASM, especially in that first half. Yeah, his moving off the ball is non-existent and it's probably a lot easier to see when you're in the stadium than it is on TV because TV is following the ball around and things like that. I think we're being probably quite harsh on him, but he should have been ready to go and he should have really been watching kind of what everyone else is doing and he probably does it all the time in training and just difficult when there's 52,000 fans in the stadium and you've not played for so long. You're, you're out of practice and it must be intimidating as well, knowing how fickle some of us Newcastle fans are. Mm. Well, yeah, I think good points all around, but my impression was that he, that he did have quite a good game. I'm quite pleased to see him back in the team and given a chance. I think we've actually somehow stumbled across potentially our best back four of the current roster. So Mankio, Cher... Fernandez and Lewis, although slight bug to bear with uh, Fabian Cher, who I thought had quite a good game overall until the last two minutes when he <laughs> does his typical thing of doing really well to win his challenge. And then he tries to be too clever as a centre half, tries a little trick, the ball gets pinched off him. Then he's nowhere near the, the fresh Norwich striker who's just come on. I mean, he's like the Norwich striker had like 10 fucking metres on him. He's never catching him. And he's relying on Martin Dubravka to save to save the game for us, really. Hell of a save as well. Hell of a save. And that's the difference with Dubs being back in the team. Not to say that Darlow wouldn't have saved that, but it's just good. And agree, you made a point, I think. You, you've got to have your best players in the team where you can. And I think he's really proved his salt there, Martin Dubravka. And we, I think Fabian Cher owes him a few pints afterwards because that could have been a, a monumental fuck-up. We saw him after he made that save. Like, oh, he dropped to his knees, well, didn't he? Like, yeah, it was obviously like pelting it back and then uh, yeah he just drops to his knees and basically just hugs <laughs> Dubravka's legs <laughs> just unreal like, oh, man dear. just like you, you know he knows he, uh, he's, he's got him out he's got him out with a very uh, a very big pickle there but but yeah just to round off on the on the Norwich results so I think we've not even talked about the penalty but corner comes in uh, Billy Gilmore I think with the handball Captain Wilson steps up takes the penalty against Newcastle legend Tim Krull and penalty legend oh uh, yeah I know I said I was saying Ali as well yesterday man he's gonna save this he's gonna save this he's gonna save this playing his mind games against Wilson Timmy Krull gets a very very strong hand to it goes in off the bar but thankfully does go in and then of course Norwich are chasing the game 
uh, chasing the game against 10 men. We've talked about Pookie's uh, wonder goal, which kind of killed us. Prior to that, it had been all Newcastle. Um, and we end up finishing the game 1-1. First penalty of the season for us as well, uh, which kind of blew my mind. But disappointing one overall, very circumstantial. Kieran Clark really let us down. It's a game that we could have won, should have won, but we've come away with one solitary point where Norwich actually extend their unbeat run to four games now, which is you know the kind of form you want from a new manager coming in. Not to say it's Howe's fault at all, but it's a kind of form you expect from a team fighting for their fucking lives at the bottom of the table so that's kind of it on the the reviews from from the last couple of games i think we're going to break things up a little bit now monsieur hodgson has prepared a a footballing quiz for us because that's our thing that's what we do hodgy are you ready i haven't prepared it siri's prepared it kush is back oh siri's back yeah all right siri how's it going hi lads how are we all we're all, all good we're all good. We're just uh, moaning about uh, Newcastle United, as always. How are you? I'm not too bad. Just wish our boys would just get a win already. Yeah, yeah too right, Siri. Right. Just taking the piss now, isn't it? Anyway, I think you've got a you've got a quiz, haven't you? Yeah, I have another quiz for you lot. But first, I have a joke. Want to hear it? Oh my god! Oh, <laughs> you got a joke, do you? <laughs> right then, uh, let's let's hear this, Siri. I set up my new bank account the other week and asked for a password. I wanted it to say Newcastle's defence, but it said it was too weak. Oh, <laughs> Siri, that's fucking... Kick us in the down, man. Christ alive. Siri, the savage. <laughs> My God, she wow. savage today. So hard. Wow, Siri, that's, oh, a, man. that's a bit of pill to swallow. Right, should we go then, Siri? Yeah. Right, enough chitter-chatter. I have better things to be doing with my time. Okay. Fucking hell, sorry. She is a, she is a bitch, isn't she? Right, oh, Siri, let's go. Oh, by the way, if you haven't done this quiz before... <laughs> Uh, Siri, she'll probably, she'll probably mention this bit. Siri, audio describes badges of teams. These are all from the EFL this week. Uh, there's three badges. Basically, first one to put the hand up in the chat on our little Zencaster thing uh, gets the first shout at it. If you want to pause at home, you can do just until you think of it and then you suppose you can play along in that way. All right, lads, are you ready? Born ready. Born ready. Here we go. Badge number one. Here we go. This badge has a green shield in the middle, a picture of a bishop holding an ugly ass baby in the middle under an archway. <laughs> the side two golden lions stand guard. The slogan underneath the badge reads, Achieved by Unity. Do you want to hear that again? Oh, yes, please. Yeah, all right then. Bishop holding an ugly ass baby is a hell of a line. <laughs> Here we go. This badge has a green shield in the middle, a picture of a bishop holding an ugly ass baby in the middle under an archway. To the side, two golden lions stand guard. The slogan underneath the badge reads, Achieved by Unity. So there Ooh, you go. So it's a green shield. It's a green shield with, with a bishop holding an ugly ass baby oh, God. Underneath, a go- underneath a golden arch uh, with other little random little bits on it as well. Um, oh my God. And there's two lions standing at the side. <sighs> this is an EFL team. It's an EFL team. Oh, yeah, this one's difficult, you know? Yeah. I can give you a clue to what league they're in if you want. I mean, it's not really a clue, but yeah, go on. <laughs> they're not in the AFL. <laughs> right. They're in the uh, they're in the league just below a national league. But they were they were in League Two last year. Oh my god! They've been they've been in the football league for years and years and years and years. Green. I feel like the green trouble. should be a giveaway. Like, yeah, they play yeah. green and white. Ah, ah. Well, is it um, is it Forest Green Rovers? Let's find out. No, you idiot. Oh. No, it's not. <laughs> How did you know that we were going to get it wrong? <laughs> <laughs> you busted. 
Oh, God. Serious Savage. Serious Savage, man. All right. Gray, do you have any guesses? Will, you're frozen out. No, the only one I'm thinking of is like Plymouth Argyle, but I don't think... You're in the right neck of the wood down that end of the country. Should we find out what the answer is? Yeah, go on then. Put us out on misery. Badge one was Yeovil Town. Oh, oh Town. Fuck it. Yeovil. It was the green. Oh, I was focused on the green so much. There's only so many teams that play in green in England. Fuck. Mm. Oh, that's annoying. Go. Uh, Off to a good well, start then. then. At home. <laughs> <laughs> if, if not, Siri's going to call you an idiot. <laughs> right. Still hurt by that. <laughs> Second badge. Try this one on for size. The background is a yellow shield with the team name at the top. On this is one angry ass looking bull. There you go. Short one. Do you want it again? A yellow yes. shield. Oh, oh. Second badge. Try this one on No, I don't think it is. The background is a yellow shield with the team name at the top. On this is one angry ass looking bull. So, Gray has his hand straight up. So, if you want to pause. If you're listening now, you can do, because obviously Gray's going to have his guest. I'd quite like to pull. straight in there. Gray? Yeah, I don't think it is. I think uh, bottled it. Yeah. His hand went yeah, up and down about man. 17 times there. I'm going to go for Bradford. Let's find out. No, you idiot. Wait, <laughs> such an idiot. Uh, so it's a yellow shield. Yellow shield. What's at the top the of team it? Name, the team name at the top. Uh-huh. And then on the shield is a uh, like the face of a, a bull. A bull. Yellow shield with or an, a bull. Or an ox. Oh, I know what it is now. I know what it is. Will? Is it Oxford United? It is. Correct. Yeah, boy. Ooh. Yeah, boy. Oh. Wait, great. Didn't Ooh. you used to live in Oxford? That's why I knew it. I knew it, but yeah. Nobbers. That's yeah. annoying. <laughs> right. <laughs> last, last badge. Last one badge number three. This one has a shield split in half. The team name is at the top of the shield. The left half of the shield is black and white stripes. The right side of the shield has a blue background with a white horse. Latin at the bottom reads Domus Clementium established 1893. Gray, chance to redeem. I'll kick myself if it's the one I was thinking of. I don't know if they're in the football league or not, but I'm thinking Grimsby. Shall we find out? No, you idiot. <laughs> Funny enough, that was the one that came into my head first with the black and white stripes on the shield, but they're mm, all yeah, like yeah. fish, aren't they? Because they're a fishing town, Grimsby. And I think it's, is it is there's quarters or is it horse? Uh, potentially, potentially. Yeah. It's the fucking blue side with the, oh, with, white, with the white horse on it that's knocking me a bit green. The black and white stripes feel like, there's one team I was thinking about initially, but they were, I, I don't think, think they were they're in black and white. Okay, well, they were established long before that anyway. Any clues? No. You've got to have a guess. Oh, fuck me. Come on. Sure, old man. I'm quick, panicking. Quick game was a good game. Black and white with blue with a white horse on. Blue with a white horse. I can think of a team with a blue and a white horse. The badge, right? I mean, I know... I, I was going to say, I know it's wrong, but it was it was Notts County just because of the black and white. No, not, yeah, no, not Notts County. Grey, you got another guess? So I know Ipswich have a white horse and a no. blue background, but it's not They're a tractor. They have a tractor on it somewhere, don't they? Let's find out who it is. Gillingham FC. Gillingham. You can't pronounce it, man. You can't pronounce it, Siri. Oh, whatever. Who cares? Cheers, lads. I'll see you next time when you need another badge quiz. Bye, Siri. Bye, fuckers. Uh, what? <laughs> what did she say? Bye, fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> this is really? dramatic pauses, man. I never know when to come yeah. in and speak to her or when I'm going to get savaged yeah, by her. <laughs> well, uh, Cheers, Siri. Yeah, thanks so much, Siri. Appreciate your time and effort, like, and thanks, Hodge, for bringing your mate Siri along. Does that mean I win? 
if you, it is one nil. If you got them at home though, and you were listening, let us know via Twitter, I or Instagram, right. or Facebook, or all that, all that jazz, or email us because no one emails us. Well. <laughs> Quite a few business people emailing us, asking us to sponsor us all the time. But, you know, we, we don't want to sell our souls quite yet, do we? <laughs> anyway, Strengthen that right deal, you know. Yeah, and we're waiting for a lot more zeros. Because <laughs> we're currently in decimal places. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think that... Thanks so much for doing that, Hodge. Moving on anyway, so we're, we're playing Burnley this weekend at home. Another, well, I say another. This one's even more pressure for us to win. Hopefully we'll have a decent team. We'll be able to pull together a decent team. We've got all our attacking players ready and fit, it seems. Joe Linton's playing very, very well. Hopefully lands on a good back four. We need good performances from Shelby and Willock. Really drive that midfield. Just to round off this week's podcast, it'd be good to get your guys' predictions or how you think the match is going to go. So, eeny, meeny, miny, Alex Gray, can we have your score prediction for the Burnley game on Saradier, please? 3-0 Newcastle. Straight in there. Confident? Or is this just a throwaway? Just clickbait. (laughs) (laughs) Very confident, I think, from from what we've seen under how we're playing good good attacking football. The only thing I'm worried about is Burnley just kicking the shit out of us and us falling to their level, which we tend to do against them. Yeah. They've missed a game, haven't they? Because their their game against Spurs was postponed because of the snow. Yeah, it was. Yeah, with Sean Dyche just walking oh, outside like him? nothing's there. <laughs> it's it's not it's not that gold. Don't worry. <laughs> I wonder sometimes if he's living up to a character, whether he is that fucking rock hard. I bet it would be so good if he's like, what's that uh, actor called who was meant to be dead? Was it Phil? What's his name? He's meant, he goes around all the gangs and stuff, and he's meant oh. to be like, I don't, oh, what's his name, man? Yeah. He's meant to be hard as nails. Yeah, Ross Kemp. Oh, or Danny Ross yeah. Kemp. Yeah. Yes, Ross Kemp, man. He played Phil Mitchell, didn't he? Yeah. He's meant to be a proper hard nut, but he's a proper softie. He was like Grant Mitchell, wasn't he? He's Phil Mitchell's brother, I think. I would. Oh, You'd love that. Jokes. You'd love that if it's just all been one character. Anyway, uh, Hodgie, what do you think the score's going to be? Uh, two zip to the town. Ah, you've nicked mine. I was going to go 2-0 to Newcastle as well. You can join me. Hey, there you go. uh, We'll gang up on Gray. Not that we ever really do that. Uh, But there you go. So 3-0 Gray, 2-0 for me and Hodge. It'd be interesting to to know what you guys think. If so, obliged, then drop us your score prediction for the Burnley game. On that note, let's do all the the plugs now, shall we? So you can find us on Twitter at TOTT Podcast. You can find us on Facebook by searching for Talk With A Tune Podcast. Hodgy, I keep forgetting, but what is our Instagram handle, please? T O T T underscore podcast. Well done, mate. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can also email us at info at tottpodcast.co.uk. You can find our podcast on all reputable podcasting platforms, so whether that be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Acast. Give us a listen. Go back and listen to our previous stuff. We'd love to hear what you think. And if you're impressed, would really appreciate a follow, a subscription, or a five-star review. Please and the thanks. But that's it for us this week. It's been a pleasure, as always, speaking to you both. Not so much you, Gray. Um, but Hodge, always a pleasure. <laughs> and we will see you in the next one. See you later. Bye. It's number one. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.